Welcome to the Dave Crenshaw Success Project. I am Dave Crenshaw, and we're going to do something a little different, a little special today. I've been thinking about this idea for quite a while as I've done these interviews, and the whole concept of the show is that I'm teaching my kids how to be successful through the stories of others. So I thought it would be fun to have a discussion with them. Now, understand, I'm not going to think about it as this is for children. I'm going to think about it as we're having a conversation that can help adults be successful, but I think it would be really fun to explore success principles by having the conversations with my kids. So today we're going to explore one of the principles that came up in a previous interview. I'll talk about that in a second. But first, I want to give my kids the opportunity to introduce themselves. So let's start with the oldest, Stratton. How are you doing, Stratton? I'm good. How about you? <laughs> I'm good. And tell people a little bit about yourself, your age, where you're at in school, that kind of thing. I'm 17. I'm a senior in high school. Okay. And what's your favorite subject right now in high school? I'm taking creative writing right now. I think that's my favorite. Yeah. And that's what you're thinking of doing as a career at the moment, right? Yeah. That's what I put in for my college application. So that's where I'm going right now. Nice. Well, that's exciting. And I've seen the evolution of the different careers that you've thought of choosing, but you seem pretty locked in on this for quite a while. Yeah. So we'll see what happens over the next couple of years. Great. So thank you for joining us. And Ella, tell people about yourself. I am 13 years old. Great. And what subject is holding your interest the most? Probably also writing. Okay. Is that, a, is that a question mark or is that a period? Do you actually like writing? I do, but there's also theater. Oh, so. okay. Yes, you just had a part in the eighth grade play recently. And you did a great job as the nurse in Romeo and Juliet. And Darcy, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am in fourth grade. And I am nine right now. I'm also writing a children's book that I got the idea on our trip. Yeah, we were on a trip in London. In particular, we were on the train and we heard of a town called Biggleswade. And we both thought that would be a great idea for a book about a cat named Biggleswade, huh? Yep. Great. And folks listening, I want you to know that all of my children have chosen on their own to be writers. It wasn't like, uh, hey, I'm going to make you do that. But I, I don't know if it had something to do with the books that I've written or just their own interest. But at the moment, all my kids want to be writers of fiction. Is that right, all of you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure. <laughs> Great. Well, the thing about this and what I've learned from the shows that I've done is that the principles of success are universal regardless of what your chosen career is. And in a recent interview that I had with Tahani Aburane, she brought up a principle that's been important in our family. And I think it's something that my wife and I have tried to teach our kids, and that is of gratitude. And kids, to give you a backstory, I know Stratton's heard it because he does editing for the show, but uh, Tahani grew up in a refugee camp in Jordan and her family had uh, almost nothing and her mom would continually emphasize the importance of gratitude and they would just eat bread and they dip it in tea and she would say you know some people don't even have bread we should be thankful for that and I wanted to have a discussion with you all because I believe that gratitude is a principle of success I think it's helped me be successful in my life I think it's helped uh, your mom be successful and it's unfortunately overlooked quite a bit. So I want to talk to you about 
how gratitude makes you more successful. The idea that thinking about the things that you have in life and that you're grateful for them makes it more likely that you will have more things. And in the times when you are depressed or discouraged, which we all face, using gratitude is a way to pick yourself up because you start to think about the things that you have. And the more you think about those things, the more you realize, wait, I can have success and I just need to figure out how to do more of what I've already been doing. So anyone want to kick us off with a question uh, about the principle of, of gratitude? Sure. Well, you know, every night we go around as a family and we do uh, like say what we're grateful for for the day. So I'm I'm curious, uh, what was the reason behind us doing that? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think credit goes to your mom for that. She and I have had discussions about where we are feeling like everything's not going well and you feel like the world is stacking up against you. And I know your mom in particular keeps a gratitude journal and she talks about how being aware of that helps her be happier. And we wanted to help you all create the habit of gratitude and also just be aware that every day there's at least one thing, even in your worst day, right? And we all have those terrible days from time to time. Yeah. There's at least one thing that was good. And pausing and thinking about that helps you be aware. So let me ask you a question back and I'll start with Stratton and the other two. Okay. Do you have that habit at other times? In other words, like in the middle of the day and something's going bad, do you pause to think, what am I grateful for? Sometimes. I think the hardest part is remembering to do that, right? Yeah. But yeah, there there, there are times that I do, like during school, you know, sometimes I'm feeling weighed down with the amount of work I need to do and I'm feeling stressed out and I'm kind of like, hey, I'm, you know, what, what went good? I got to spend time with friends today. I got to be in creative writing. That was fun. Like, yeah, just taking a moment during the day, if I remember to, to just kind of slow down and be like, okay, hey, there's some good things going on today. I should be grateful for that. How about you, Ella? Is this something that you do regularly outside of that thing we do every night? I kind of just same with like remembering. I just have to catch myself sometimes and think about what has gone good. Sometimes I kind of drag my feet because I'm like, do I really want to? And then I start brainstorming. It helps me get out of a bad mood. Yeah. And I think someone listening to this might go, how does that change anything? But if you feel that there is nothing good, then there's no reason to try. You just accept that things are terrible and there's nothing you can do about it. But I think when you pause and say, wait, there are things that are good. There are things that I have accomplished or things that are happening in my life. Then you think, well, there's got to be a way that I can find some more success. How about you, Darcy? Do you have a question that you wanted to ask about this? Um, I've been like noticing a lot of people um, at my school and they're like really happy. And I'm wondering if gratitude sometimes helps people be more happy and, and impacts their life in a good way. Yeah, well, I think that's a, that's a great question. And that's why it's so important with true success. In my podcast, when I interview people, I talk a lot about that balanced success is true success. You know, some people define being successful as just monetary success, right? 
if I have lots of money, if I have lots of cool things, if I have a big house, then I'm successful. But if you're not happy, then what's the point of all that? And so, Darcy, it is a great question because just the principle of gratitude helps you be successful no matter what you have achieved yet. That's another thing that people think is, oh, in the future, right? Ten years from now, I'm going to retire. Five years from now, I'm going to finish my book. Sometime in the future, when I accomplish that, then I will be successful. But the reality is you can feel successful, not in a in a natural way, you can feel successful right now and you can feel good about that and you can celebrate it. And if you can start stacking those days together, then you will naturally achieve more success and really enjoy it. I picked up this principle along the way from someone who said, gratitude allows you to have more success in life without anything changing. Hmm. I hear you saying, hmm, Stratton, what, what's standing out to you about that? I agree with it, right? It, it definitely helps you have a better outlook on everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's shift this discussion just slightly. We're talking about internal gratitude, right? But I also want to talk about the gratitude that we express to other people. And I had a, an experience with this that hit me just recently, a young guy came to me for advice, sort of some mentoring about how to be successful in his career. And, you know, I spent about a little under an hour with him sharing the principles that I could share. And we got done and that was the end of it. And I was thinking later about it, like he came back to my mind and I thought he didn't send me a message. And I'm not saying that to, to stroke my ego, right? <laughs> I'm not saying that because I felt the need for him to come back. What I'm more concerned is that he was not aware that it's important to do that. And I think that lack of awareness is going to make it hard for him to succeed. You must express gratitude to other people. You need to express gratitude to your coworkers to your family members, to your partner, whoever it is, that's super, super important because that will build that relationship. It will help them feel good that they spent time doing that with you. And again, it will cultivate that internal gratitude to recognize, hey, there are people all around you who are doing things to help you be happy and succeed. Even if it's just, you know, you're going to the grocery store, right? And someone's checking out your groceries, you can genuinely express gratitude to that person that the fact that they're making your life easier by doing this work to help you. So, Ella, one thing that I've been impressed with you as you're growing up is you are working on being a leader. Like whenever there's some sort of leadership thing, you, you seek it out and you want to be a part of it. What have you learned in leadership about expressing gratitude to other people? Being a leader isn't just being like in charge of a group of people. It's working with those people. And when you work with people, they often do things with you and for you. And expressing gratitude often helps build friendships and they want to continue being with you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, and this reminds me of a joke that your mom and I say to you from time to time, and we're not being super serious about it, but if we go do something as a family and it's fun, I don't know if you guys remember what we say, but what do we say like sometimes when you don't express gratitude for something? Oh, thank you, mom and dad, for taking us to a <laughs> yeah. restaurant. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We'll do that. Or I, I've always also said, well, I guess we don't need to do that again. Mm. Yeah, so no one liked it. No one said anything about it. And then, of course, you guys are all, oh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> but that is an important thing. Like, if you want someone to continue helping you and work with you, like Ella's talking about, you got to let them know yeah. that I, I appreciate you, you're doing this. And, and also just the awareness that maybe someone did this and they were having a bad day because you don't know what's going on in someone's life at the time that you run into them. And yet they did this for you. So perhaps they may have had a really, really terrible day and yet they're pushing through it and doing this thing for you. And so expressing gratitude, genuine gratitude for what they're doing and thanking them can be a real validation that the effort that they put in, even though it didn't seem like a big deal, was actually a big deal to you and makes them want to keep going. So what other questions do you guys have about this? So is there like a way I can um, express gratitude, but I don't have to be like giving a gift or something? Yeah. And you definitely don't need to give a gift. I've got some good ideas, but let me just turn that over to Stratton and then Ella. What do you guys think are ways to express gratitude that don't involve giving a gift? Probably just letting them know how you feel. Because even if you don't, like, give them something or make them something, they can still see how much you cared. Yeah. And being thoughtful and meaningful about it. Yeah. Even if it's awkward sometimes. I think people appreciate someone thanking them, right? When you get a gift, it's sometimes awkward to, like, say thank you because you're excited for it. But, you know, I think making that effort to express it, people notice that. People appreciate that. And then it helps them feel appreciated. I'm remembering one instance in particular. I had, so you guys know that sometimes I I contribute to and participate in groups that help people who are in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Try to change their life, try to have a second chance, in some cases a first chance. And I remember going to one event. I We went out to Pelican Bay in Northern California, which is a supermax prison. A lot of guys there who have had some really rough moments in their life. And we spent a couple of days there and connected with them on a really personal level. No phones, nothing getting in the way of us just having personal conversations and uh, trying to help them. And even on occasion, appropriately hugging, giving a high five and that kind of stuff. And I had spent so much time in this environment where I was focused on human beings. And then I remember this moment when I got off the plane and I was going home and I was hungry. So I stopped and went to some restaurant, got a bite to eat. And the person gave it to me and I said, hey, thank you (laughs) to them. And the way in which I felt it was dramatically different than it was all the other times. And it's because I was recognizing that there was a human being here in front of me, someone who has a whole life story And I just had a moment to connect with them. But all the other times, right, it's just the same thing. Like, And yet after having that much interaction, I was able to tell that there was a a real person here. And 
I think that awareness made the thank you more genuine. So I think if we cultivate love and caring for other people and we're really aware of them, expressing gratitude to them is going to feel real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, st- I still have a journal that was from one of the prison places that you went to. And I was happy when I got it, but I never took the time to realize that it was probably something that you really liked because you went there and you got to make some personal connections with those people. Yeah, exactly. And and when you make a personal connection, everything that you do is, is more meaningful. I think gratitude has a big part of that. Anyone have another question you want to ask? I guess on the topic of journals, Dad, have you ever kept a gratitude journal? I have. And, you know, I'll admit that at the moment, it's not something that I do regularly, but... It is something that I do when things get rough. And, but I, I think the, the better answer is to regularly do it. I think that sometimes people are afraid of being too grateful or being too positive because they think that it makes them complacent. Ah. But I believe the opposite is true. It's not like you're saying, oh, I've got everything that I want out of life. I don't want any more. It's, it, to me, it's more like I'm getting what I want out of life. And because I'm so grateful for it, I want more of it. Yeah. Do you guys, is any, do either of you three keep a gratitude journal? I don't. Um, I should, but I don't. <laughs> I remember I used to, but I have stopped. I just kind of forgot about it. So why did you stop, Bella? I think for me is, I don't think I was putting enough into it. It was kind of me just like, ugh, well, now I have to in my gratitude journal, I guess. And it's just me jotting down a few random things that are like, okay, I guess I'm grateful for this. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. There are a couple of things that come to mind. First, I think we put like a lot of burden on ourselves with these kinds of things, thinking that it has to be a certain way, right? Like, oh, I have to write complete sentences or it has to be something that really is meaningful, right? I can't just put, I'm grateful that I enjoyed a moment in my six hours of school. I enjoyed 10 minutes of it, right? And we think that that's not enough, but it is. And all you have to do is just write her down a couple of words. You can just say, I was happy. I made a friend. It doesn't have to be complex. And the other thing is the action, anything that you do, anything that you repeat doing becomes easier to do. You guys experience that. I know that all of you try to exercise, right? Yeah. It's really, really hard to start at the beginning. And if you haven't done it for a few days because you've been sick, it's really hard to restart it. But if you keep doing it, it's not that hard to keep going. And I think the gratitude journal is the same way. It, it'll keep you thinking about what you're grateful for. And then you can just keep doing that over and over and it's very easy to do. But if you have to try to pull it out in a moment of crisis, that's going to be a lot harder. Well, and I like your point. There shouldn't be like that expectation. Everyone does it their own way. You don't have to write a sentence or like, a paragraph or whatever. I think my issue was I, I I expected myself to write down like 15 sentences of of what I liked every day and that was probably way too much. <laughs> so, I think if I were to start doing a journal again, I'd probably just do however many things I feel like doing that day as long as it's just one and it could just be a word like friend or something. <laughs> or, yeah. I think that's how I used to do it. I just don't think I was genuinely grateful for it. I just wanted to get it over with. Yep. Yep. That's why I stopped because it mm-hmm. felt like a chore. It didn't, it didn't help. Mm. You know? I sort of keep a gratitude journal. 
but I keep on forgetting to do it so often. And, you know, that's fine. Don't beat yourselves up. I, I'm, I'm not doing that about the fact that I haven't been doing it. But I do think that this discussion is an opportunity to say, hey, maybe that's something I should start doing again. Just remember that anything that you do, your brain can build strength in doing it repeatedly. The more you do it, you start building neural pathways and your brain starts to get into a habit and a pattern of doing those things. So just showing up for the two minutes is telling your brain, hey, pay attention. This is something you should be doing all the time. And the more you keep doing that, the brain will go, oh, you want me to do this all the time. And then gratitude is going to start popping up more in the middle of the day because you've made it a habit to do it at the end of the day. Or even at the beginning. Yeah, I can totally see that. Any other questions that are on your mind about this? What benefits does it have to, like, not only yourself, but to people around you as you express gratitude? That's a great question. One story that I've experienced a couple of times. I'll be talking to a friend and I start to complain about somebody, right? Or something. I blah, blah, blah. I I don't like this. I hate this. Whatever it is, right? And then they go, well... I like this about it. And I just sort of stop and I go, oh, right. They didn't tell me stop complaining. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That doesn't work. But by their example, just pointing out something that's positive, that's, it makes me go, I need to do that. So to your question, Ella, I think that when someone is more positive, I'm not talking about it being fake positive. And I'm not talking about not letting someone naturally complain when it makes sense. Or, or express that something isn't right in their life. We also need to be compassionate for people who are doing that. But being positive, being grateful, that's going to perpetuate a culture like that. And more people are going to be, want to be around you. I definitely said that a lot in school. Like we were doing our play. And this one girl, she goes up to me. She's like, this scene is ruined. I ruined it all. And it's going terrible. And I look around and I'm like, it is. And it like for that moment, it kind of just killed that entire scene for me because I was like, this is going bad. Yeah. And that that also brings up a good point. And, and maybe we'll have a whole other discussion about this, but I think it still plays into gratitude, which is when you're evaluating yourself or someone else, you do always want to find something that can improve, right? I think it's healthy to say this wasn't perfect. Here's something we can do better. But personally, I think it should be at least a two to one or three to one ratio, meaning you're going to say, man, I really liked this that you did. And I really liked this that you did. And I really liked how you had this much energy right here. And here's one thing let's work on and improve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the gratitude offsets the criticism, but it still allows room for growth. And then I, I think people feel positive, but also improve and get better. I noticed that, I guess I'll go back to the creative writing class, right? We'll read each other's work, and part of the assignment is giving constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. So we're giving stuff we liked, being honest, like not just saying, oh, your stuff's great, it was good, I loved it. Like being a little more specific and being appreciative of what they did good, and then you give them some tips on how to fix it and make it better. And our creative writing two class... We're all very closely knit, right? We all get along with each other. And I think part of that is because we're giving constructive criticism and a balanced two-to-one 
ratio, right? Mm-hmm. And so it helps yeah. us build relationships, not just improve our writing, but also build friendships. Absolutely. Okay. At the end of every episode that I have when I interview people, I always pause and encourage people who are listening to find an action that they can take. Because I'm a big believer that it's not about knowledge. It's about the action that you take on that knowledge. And so if you've listened to this and and kids, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do this. I want to ask you, what's one thing that you're going to do a little bit different as a result of what you heard? And just like we mentioned with the gratitude journal, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just one small change. And that's going to make this lesson a more permanent part of your life. So I'll start off one thing that I'm going to do and I'm going to do this at the start of my day. I I feel like that's where I need the biggest help. So at the start of my day, I'm going to try to write down one thing in a gratitude journal. And I'm putting up air quotes for that. (laughs) I use, uh, I like using Evernote as my tool. So I'm going to make one Evernote note. Since I haven't been doing it, I'm going to do it five days a week. I'll do it during my work days. What's one thing based on everything that we talked about? doesn't have to just be gratitude journal. What's one thing from our discussion today, Darcy, that you are going to do this week? Maybe I'll try to realize um, more of the gratitude in my friends at school because there's this person at school who isn't really happy a lot of the time. And so maybe I'll um, show more gratitude towards her and the things that she does. Oh, that's great. be more happy. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's going to help you and help her. I think that's wonderful. What do you think, Ella? What's one thing you can do this week? I honestly have been considering starting a gratitude journal again, probably putting down some things I'm grateful for. And one thing I also accomplished that day, because I have a lot of empty notebooks that I could use. I love it. That's, that's wonderful. And I, and I know you're going to find some way to make it really look nice because everything you do, it's like super high quality it looks cute. It looks pretty. So I'm sure you're going to do something with it too that makes it a little special. Am I right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's going like to look like a Hallmark card. You're going to put your, <laughs> your dad and partner Stratton too to shame with that. Perfect. <laughs> uh, all right, Stratton, what's one thing you're going to do this week? I think I'm going to show my gratitude a little more to people. Like, I think I'm going to go grab something to eat after this. So I'll thank the person who's <laughs> making my food. Oh, you and could also get me something. No, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> but if I do, I'll be you grateful gotta, for that. But if I do, yeah, you got to thank me. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely don't take away from this. Uh, you need to be more grateful to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not where I'm you're, going. You're not expressing enough gratitude to me. No, 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 no. No, I'm going to express more gratitude to other people, even for you know, little stuff. I yeah. think I'll make a more of an effort to do that. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. And if you're listening to this, whatever you decided to do, write it down, put it somewhere where you're going to take an action, put it in your calendar, make sure you schedule time to do it. Remember, the goal is to not just gain knowledge, it's to do something about it. Thank you. Kids, hey, this was fun. This was our first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was fun. Do this again? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. 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 yeah, I like it. And, and if you're listening and you like it, please let us know in the review. And we'll see you again soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Dave Crenshaw Success Project, hosted by my dad, Dave Crenshaw, and produced by Invaluable Incorporated. Sound editing was done by my brother, Stratton Crenshaw. Research and assistant production by Victoria Bidez. 
Voiceover by me, Darcy Crenshaw. Show consulting by Andrew Marino. And the music is by Ryan Brady via Pond 5 Licensing. Please subscribe to the Dave Crenshaw Success Project on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review. See you next time.